There are two wolves inside you. One is James Acaster interviewing Richard Iowati. The other is Richard Iowati threatening James Acaster with two handfuls of eggs. Welcome to GeekCast Live. It's a trap! Five milligrams. Found to be a phenomenal episode. Danger gummies. Of the GeekCast Live podcast. I am your host, GCR, and with me, as always, Rob Bass. Hello, friends. And Cartoon Joe. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's, it's been a raucous uh, uh, pre-show. How about that? Yeah, it's been a bit. How are you guys doing? What's up? We've we've been in the metaphysical peyote tent with Humberto here for yeah. fifteen minutes, so yeah, I'm ready to do things. It's it's a good time to be in a peyote tent. That's what I've always said. Good time to be in a peyote tent. My pants are off and my beer is cold. <laughs> well, same like a Bolshevik. Yeah, <laughs> a Bolshevik. <laughs> oh. More like Sean Penn, but. Either way, oh, uh, I, guess that, I guess that, I guess I guess check both. Fine. Yeah. Good. Uh, how? Uh, I mean, how? How? Check. How condescending are you while you're doing this? Largely, while you're oh, Bolsheviking. Swollenly. Swollenly. <laughs> oh, you know what I hate swollen. is a swollen Bolshevik. <laughs> Worst. I hate a swollen, swollen. Bolshevik. Swollen Sean Penn, which is pretty rough too. Well, that's just Sean Penn. That's well, that's yeah. Chris Penn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially now. <laughs> kid, kid. Well, yeah. I when he, when, that, he, that when he stopped dancing dance, furiously with uh, Kevin Bacon, he started putting on the weight. <laughs> right. Moments after the chicken fight and the uh, the angsty gymnastics. Uh huh. <laughs> Well, that was a fast and furious three minutes there. How's everybody uh, doing? In a town that just doesn't dance. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't. A, because the a... Harry and the Hendersons guy told him not to. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because the Harry and the Hendersons I, Yeah, I've never heard it spun that way, but I really like it. Said no. <laughs> he, can uh, keep a, he can keep a Sasquatch as a pet. But if you fucking, but if, if you, you fucking dare, dance, you salt you. kick you right in the nutsack. <laughs> Don't you uh, dare fucking soft shoe around me. Not in my town. <laughs> <laughs> Who's soft shoeing? <laughs> huh? I don't know. Oh, soft shoeing. What are you I heard stuff too. I thought you were doing a like a, a like a Charleston Chew joke and his acting. Just oh, like, <laughs> what? Like a Charleston Chew joke? Yeah. <laughs> How's that a real out, niche though? audience? Joe that one. Yeah. a real. He's a real confectioner's I, comedian. If you know what I I'm thought, saying? I thought uh, the connection <laughs> to me was was soft chew. Uh, is connected uh-huh. to Footloose by the Charleston, like the dance. The dance. <laughs> and then uh, a Charleston chew, because it's it's a caramel, should be a soft chew. But they never are, because they're always decades old. That's well My thought God. out. That all went through your head, huh? Mm-hmm. Well. well I thought done. it was soft chew because, like, it was a Sarah Jessica Parker blast, like just take her dentures out to give a knobber or something. Ooh. But that was too much. I didn't know she had. No. I don't Not know. At oh. hmm. Not at all. Not at all. Not too much Good at all. Movie. Never too yeah. much. Hmm. Weird. Rob. You know, we go we we get levity. to uh we get to Chris Penn a lot more than you think we would. Considering that 
98% of the listening audience knows who Chris Penn is without a Google search. So, I just except him. all of the pictures that come up are not great. Except our Moldovan peeps, who we all know are big fans of the Penn's work. They love, well, they love both the Penn's. Right. Well, uh, they're just big pens. fans Sean. of pens. Just, yeah, they love pens. Ballpoint, fountain, fountain oh, Sean. Yeah. <laughs> Clicky top. State. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> never that. Clicky top. Which is an industry term. Yeah. Much yeah. like gasket. <laughs> or sprocket. Wet. Wet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I wish I could leave work sliding down the back of a dinosaur. Are you watching the Flintstones? No, I'm watching. No, I'm watching Jurassic Park again. Oh, oh, nice. <laughs> Two uh, weeks in a row. It's always on Wednesday nights. Are you watching the good original one or the shitty Chris Pratt sequel? The uh, the or good the, original. Nice. What are you I guys' thoughts week- on the Lost World and whatever the third one was. Do you, did you even know that they made a third one? I didn't until like two weeks ago, and then I was really upset. Which is the one? I, which is the one with Vince Vaughn? That's the, the second one. No, is it the third one? I thought it was. I the don't second. know. Uh, okay, is he so running around uh, with Alan Grant or, or fuck, I think what's his the name? second uh, one is the one with uh, Taya Leone because like uh, and uh, and William H Macy. Is that the second one? Um, her son, her son, like yeah, her son yeah, yeah, yeah. Her son. Are, like paragliding. No, no, no. That's the third one. That's the third one. The second that's one the is Ian Malcolm and like they're like they're trying to escape the island for stuff. two hours, and there's a whole nother movie where they're like in a city for two yes. more hours. Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's the second one. That's the second. That's one. that's, that's the, where I that's got the lost world. So that one, that movie actually exists. Uh, so the book in the movie actually exists because the first movie was so successful that uh, the studio ended up pressuring Michael Crichton into like, hey, you need to write a sequel for this. writing The Lost World. Right. Which and he's is why like, ended up taking no, online, I'm not right? going so. to. And they're like, I'm going to make we're going to make a movie anyway. And he's like, well, fuck, I better like write the script then, or at least, you know, write a book so you guys have a script. And so that's how The Lost World was born. Merry Christmas, I hope. It's brutal. And that's the one with, that is the one where they bring the T-Rex back to America. Yeah, yeah, back to, like, California or mm-hmm. some shit. It's yeah. great. And then, and then the third, does the, is Vince Vaughn in Jurassic Park? Yeah, yeah, he's in the second one. He's in the second one, for sure. Okay. He's, the photog- he's some photographer or, like, conflict journalist. Air quotes the with uh with Toby from the West Wing. Yes, yes, really, yeah, absolutely. And 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 our boy, uh, token Russian comic relief guy. Oh yeah, he's fuck. What is his who, name? who who humble? He humbles himself in his thirty minutes of screen time. It's pretty great. <laughs> he get his. Shit pushed in by a bunch of those little green comics. Right? It's yeah, pretty, it's very pretty fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> he's is got he, like a stupid a... character arc. Keep falling down and then trip over a log off screen <laughs> and then just fucking dies to a million little <laughs> bastards. It's fucking awesome. Isn't there a third one coming out in the Chris Pratt trilogy too? Uh, yeah, I hope, I hope yeah, not. yeah. Dem- Have Dem- we had enough Chris Pratt? Oh. No, I don't blame him. I don't know. His family seems fun, and he seems fun, and no notes. Yep. <laughs> Concur. Fun times, Chris Pratt. He's in everything. He's now the voice of Mario, and he'll be doing Mario. And in Chris Pratt's words, Mario will be just normal now. Right. He's doing oh, it in right. Andy Dwyer voice. It's right. Amazing. I I think that it's true. Do we need do we Mario. need a Caucasian Mario? Do we need a Mario at all? So here's the thing. I'm all right with like I, having just like a random like Caucasian. short. Sure. Uh, I'm all right with just a random so, cock. Uh, I, just, I said uh, but I draw really the bit. line in Chris Pratt. <laughs> I draw the say, line. Rob, when I say black Mario and the first thing out of your mouth is cock, what does yeah. that mean? Uh I like Mario's like, cock. Big big black Mario <laughs> cock. Yeah. Oh boy. It's on the Media. internet. BBMC um, rule 34 
I think that it's truly a crime that they got Charlie Day for Luigi and they didn't pick they Danny did DeVito. Not. They didn't pick Danny DeVito for Mario. Right? Danny DeVito's Danny DeVito would have been a great Mario. <laughs> Could you imagine? Ryan, who was it in the other <laughs> fuckula? Was it was it Raul Julia? No, Raul Julia was in uh, Street Fighter as M. Bison. Uh, you're thinking who? of it was uh, was it Bob John, uh, John Leguizamo was Luigi. Was it Bob Haskins? And it was Bob Bob Hoskins was uh, Mario. Yes, and Dennis Hopper was, oh, God. was Bowser. Or Koopa, I think. Just oh, Koopa. yeah. Yeah, Koopa. Dumpster fire pivot. A fucking weird movie. <laughs> <laughs> we have touched on a lot of ugly early here. Yeah, this has gone all over the place. Jurassic Park 2 and 3 and two Mario movies that should never be made or have been made. The oh, grammar my God. Lost me there. Wait, was there a picture? Chimney sweep Mario. Or Mario. You know, you'd think that if you just Googled... <laughs> Never mind. Nope. <laughs> no, 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 no. Never mind. Uh, is, is this his hip-hop name? Black Mario? No. Uh, young Raptor Handler. Is it spelled yes. Y-U-N-G? Yes, of course it is. Oh, Colby Boothman? Like your <laughs> painted army. <laughs> yeah. Colby Boothman. I love how you say it, Joe. Also, also <laughs> a fucking fake is name. That, I'm sorry, is that Colby Boothman? <laughs> it's probably like Boothman. Mm, it probably yeah. is. Boothman. Bot home. Yeah. Col- <laughs> Bot home. I don't even... Bot, bot home, <laughs> fucking stroke. Oh god! Rule thirty-four. Uh, don't Google it. Uh, don't get what? me now. Uh, uh, boot Hyman. Boot Hyman. I hate that this shit exists. The rules what, of the what internet. What rabbit hole are you in? <laughs> what 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 do we hate? Uh, I'm what trying, rabbit hole did you fall down, right? I'm, I'm, I, I typed in, I typed in Mario Why? with a big cock, and now oh. I just, I, all I have is pictures of Bowser. It's just all Bowser. There is no Mario. You know, he and Pete, well, he, he is Italian. Child together. Just Bowser. Everything is just Bowser with just a hog. <laughs> uh. <laughs> oh, I think, I think he's like, a dinosaur. I'm glad to know there's that nothing I can do about it. Just there's nothing. Rob, you're the one who taught me about Rule 34, and I just I know, I know. This is ill. Everybody needs to <laughs> know the rules of the. That's internet. right. It's Luigi's penis, who we know uh, know the size of, because of Wii Tennis. Oh, that's right. Because in Wii Tennis, doesn't it? Isn't there like a glitch? Uh, it just it moves around while he plays tennis. It moves around. It's like John Hamm. Yeah. Uh, Why would you you, send this? You know what we really need for that physics engine? (laughs) You know what will really make it (laughs) show? What the fuck? (laughs) I'm telling you, it's not... It's an odd segue, Joe. If you type in Mario Brothers Rule 34, it's just I will not. People are horny for Bowser, apparently. Yes. That's what I've learned. I mean, also a great that, show title. <laughs> Horny for Bowser. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, Parentheses anyway. people are. This got weird. This got weird. You remember a couple, this... remember a couple weeks ago we talked about fuck Finn Wolfhard? <laughs> yes. yes. I just wanted to reiterate that. So Sure. They're, they're making a Ghostbusters sequel prequel sandwich shop featuring oh yeah in like a town where like fucking jamul off with, oh with my god also the with also paul rudd though so <sighs> i am a paul rudd apologist as he is a friend of the show but 
Fuck that noise. Wait, I feel like I forget. Why did, why, other than him just being in a bunch of things, is there a particular reason why fuck with Finn Wolfhard? Or yeah. is it because he's it's, dating Sadie? It speaks for Ooh. itself. I don't it's know. Sade. I, it's, oh, is it? Sade yeah. or Sade? And is, is he dating Sade? I don't know. I, it's, it's maybe. Oh, I, you had me. All right. So, uh, <laughs> And I immediately, know. I would have I would have taken Finn Wolfhard off the naughty list. <laughs> <laughs> he was banging. I'm just seeing. I'm oh my god! On like weird fucking, are they dating questions now? And from starting in 2020, so it's like a year old rumor that I truly don't give a fuck to further research. Nope, there's a hot link here for Finn Wolfhard girlfriend. Let's see what we get. No, it's it better not be. Yeah, hot link. She did, she I I guarantee she doesn't she doesn't get lubed up for a, a bowl cut werewolf halfway through transition. Who does? She doesn't, she doesn't get she doesn't get hard for uh starting in 2020 dating Elsie Richter. <laughs> who I don't know, and I'm done was searching that, more into this topic. Joe, was that morally reprehensible, Timothy Chalamet? It was now. <laughs> Boy. Speaking of uh, which, you seen the new Wonka pictures? Oh. Yes. Yes. Are you talking about Bowser again? <laughs> that was a smooth <laughs> transition, Joe. Thank you. Flawless, because that is rough. I'm sure it'll be just fine. I think it's. I think it's fantastic. Why? I think. Well, I don't, no. Listen, I don't think we need it. The world. Sorry, I'll just. I'll, I'll go on mute while Mister Nine Point Two gives us. That's my, that's my us big a, problem: is the the idea of a Wonka prequel. But he looks. No fine. one needs a Wonka prequel, but he he looks like he could be young Gene Sh- Wilder there. Sure, sure. I'll like. I'm sure that that will be fine. It's just I'm not geeked up to see a fake rolled doll book turned into a movie. If that makes any, that makes any sense. Yeah, I don't know. Is it is it like based on a different story or is it just like I don't, a air I don't quotes continuation so. of? I okay. think it's it's the uh, the cursed child of <laughs> of the Walker franchise. I'm. Sure that it will be grand. Uh, the cursed child. <laughs> nice. At the, I bought it thinking it was a novel, and it's like it's reading a screenplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got. I I opened the book and said, "I'm not that interested in Harry Potter anymore." <laughs> we have uh, we have two copies of that in my house. The cursed child. Yep. Yep. Because uh, uh, our families each bought us a copy. When it came out, thinking we'd like it. Aww. It was... And we weren't married yet, so I guess it was legit. But. You know what you're going to do. I'd sell one. Yeah, I don't know for what or to whom. <laughs> Probably half price books or somebody who needs a fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus. Some <laughs> random... Free little library or whatever those shits are. Ooh, just put it in the free little library. Yeah. Put a bird on it. Put a bird on it. This is taking a lot of. What are three time. other non-literary things you'd put in one of those little fucking stupid library boxes? Non-literary. 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 Yeah. Uh, a Spencer's fake dog poop. <laughs> uh, a Nerf bullet. Mm. An ace of spades. You think I could fit like a garden gnome in one of those? Yeah, try hard right enough. One. Right. And the finger well, of one of my enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Just to curse the library. Yeah. What? What could you? How? Hmm. Okay. If you There's were a lot going to, to there. if you were going to curse a little library, what what curse would you put on it? Mm, all of the books 
in there have their pages stick together. Not like, Ooh, I like that. not like sealed, like glued shut, but like you have to fucking do that thing with your thumb to try and separate every single page. Like every page is perforated to each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every book would be written in French. <laughs> <laughs> but an uh, obscure dialect of French. Yeah. Ga- old Gaelic. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like a Braille. Just, just, it's no. in, a dead, in a dead language. If a book stayed in there for longer than two weeks, it would turn into a copy of The Return of the King. <laughs> That's a curse? That a curse? I thought you were going to say it turned out something like by a boon. Anne it's Rand. Like a... Well, it's, it's like, uh, it's like the, uh, uh, every CD in your car left for long enough turns into Queen's Greatest Hits. What There's nothing car are you driving? It. It's just conven- inconvenient. I don't know. One from uh, a Neil Gaiman book. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Oddly specific. I'll, mm. I'll allow it. <laughs> mm. That's hilarious. Thank you. Very specific. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't remember bad omens off the it's top like, of my head. It's almost like um, this has happened to you and someone finally asked the question that you had an answer for. <laughs> I do have more copies of the return of the King than I would like to have. <laughs> How many do you have? I I'm and pretty what's sure your I have a break even point. Three copies of it. You have three or three is you'd be comfortable with three. Three is how many I have presently. And that's, that I know that's too many. Yeah. Hmm? That two that's too, too many. many. Yeah, roughly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I think one only needs one copy of Return of the King. Yeah, there was. Is, Return, is, is Return of the King the literary cock push-up? Yes. One Actually. is all you need. Actually, I think it would be. I think it's probably To Kill a Mockingbird, because she never wrote another that's, book. That's pretty good. That's not true. That's pretty good. She Didn't made she a another book? Yeah, she oh, was. Oh, did she? Wow. Yeah. I mean, I like to pretend that Ghost at a Watchman doesn't exist. Sure. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean that it does. That's fair. That's fair. I'd like to pretend it doesn't exist. Rob's response: That doesn't mean it does. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Joe, too true. <laughs> right, and then Joe said, "Oh yeah, yeah, what you Yeet. said made sense." Yeet. Hey, you guys want to talk What's about some magic and shit? Yeah. I want to talk oh about, my god! I've been, about, I've been waiting all week. I want to talk about something with some sort of trajectory. Fucking so, yeah. great! Explain. I would, like to, I would like to stop wondering where we're going to go next. <laughs> well, boy, do I have some shit to talk to you guys about. So, uh mm-hmm. huh. So over the weekend, uh, which I guess was the 8th through the 10th, uh, there was the 2021 World Championships for Magic the Gathering, which was pretty cool, uh, except for I didn't realize that last year they didn't have it at all, which makes sense because of, you know, that COVID thing. And uh, it was slightly less cool than I was expecting because whenever Ryan and I and some other people had tuned in to the last world's event, they were having it at some resort in Hawaii and they had an incredible crew of casters for it. And uh, this entire event was um, online. It was all over the world, but it was online. Was it like dudes in their basement? Yeah, 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 or like, yeah, just their their room, sitting at the com- their computers, playing okay. um, Magic the Gathering Arena with a couple of like boxes where you can see the faces of the commenter uh, commentators um, discussing things or you know doing whatever color commentary and shit. And uh, so, like, they were they were fine. They weren't like the dream crew that I feel like they had in 2019, which was day nine, who is a long time, like Starcraft player and commentator and has done a ton of stuff with magic the gathering and wizard of the coast and a uh, long time streamer, really cool uh, fellow. 
Uh, definitely worth checking his stuff out. And uh, Brian Keebler, who was a uh, incredible Magic yeah. Gathering player. Um, Fantastic cookie chef. Great cookie mm-hmm. chef. Yeah, yeah. From a long Lives line a of Keeblers. Long line of Keeblers. Uh, and then Becca Scott, who uh, has done work all over the place uh, with, um, I think it was Geeks Sundry and uh, Games Workshop, uh, does all sorts of work with um, like board game, video game companies all over the place. Uh, so it was a really big, huge um, production value event. This one was less so. So after I got over like the, the initial bump for that, though, um, it was uh, it was pretty cool. Uh, there were 16 players for this event. Uh, the prize pool was a million and 50k. Um, top player got 70k. Uh, 16th place um, ended up walking around with uh, 5k, I think. Uh, so not bad money for just playing cardboard cards, or I guess in this case, internet cards. Um, so you correctly, did you say it was a, a million dollars for first place and 5,000 for second? No, 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 no. A million dollar prize pool. In total. Oh, okay. Million dollar prize pool in total. Gotcha. 70K for first place and then all the way down to 5K and last place. Gotcha. 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 Uh, so people showed up to the event are, um, incredible players from all over the world. There were showings from France, Brazil, um, the United States, a lot of uh, players from the U S and Japan, some from Germany. Uh, there was, Oh shit. Where is Danislav from Czech, Czechoslovakia? Uh, Czech Stanislav. Stanislav. Yes. Stanislav Sivka. Uh, he, um, so there, Take I me. guess, there are some great names in here. Uh, my one of my favorite names uh, is the 2019 world champion. Uh, his name is Paulo Vitor. Uh, sorry, Paulo Vitor Damadarosa, uh, which is an incredible fucking name. <laughs> um, and then there were um, yeah, a couple of Germans, and uh, there was one other person that uh, one person from. Nope, that was another another American. Okay, uh, so people from all over the world came in and competed for this. Uh, day one consisted of the draft. Uh, so drafting in Magic: The Gathering is where uh, you get three packs of cards, right? Like booster packs, things that you would buy at like a Walmart, Target, card shop, wherever. Um, all from the same set. In this case, it was the latest set, which is um, called Innistrad Midnight Hunt. It's vampires, werewolves, uh, things that go bump in the night. Um, and so uh, first day kicked off. These guys all have to, um, from their booster packs, pick one card from their pack and then pass that pack to the left for the first round. And then all of the packs get past the left. You pick one card from the next pack and then continue to pass around until there are no cards in the first pack. Then you open your second pack and then do it again. And uh, all the way to your third pack. And what you're trying to do here is take a bunch of random cards um, that nobody has any like insight into what you're going to get because these are like sealed packs or in this case you're online so it's like sealed packs before they or i guess they're still sealed packs okay anyway so they uh have to open these packs and build a deck that in theory functions out of these random cards that they're pulling um to play up against these other world champions sorry what they have to use them so they, they do not have to use all of the cards that they pull, but they have to make a 40-card deck, including um, basic lands. Lands are the things that are the, like, the thing that gives you resources in the game right. for you to be able to spend on spells and creatures and stuff. And um, so you have to make a 40-card deck out of this. You'll normally get around, like, oh, God, how many cards is it in a pack? I don't know. It's like 10, I think, in a pack. 
So you'll probably get around like 30 or 40 cards um, ballpark in your draft, usually depending on how many players are drafting. Um, and you also have to add basic lands to that. So you end up cutting out a handful of cards. But while you're doing this and you're rotating these packs around, you're trying to like build towards a certain goal uh, generally. So you might open a pack and see like, oh, there's a really good card in here. I would really like to play this card specifically because this card just absolutely wrecks. And so you pick that card out and now you've got like, all right, so in order to play this card, I have to play this color because magic is divided up into five different colors and combinations of these five different colors, right? Um, and so you start having to like pick things like, all right, so I'm playing uh, this big blue spell, right? Blue is this color that usually draws a bunch. They counter spells, um, and they um, they do a lot of control stuff. And so if I see that I've got this good blue card, I'm going to want to try and find other good blue cards or whatever blue cards that I can get unless I see something else that is particularly good in another color. And then I might consider playing a second color or maybe even a third color. Um, the more colors that you add into this, the more um, different kinds of lands that you have to have in your deck to try and produce these colors. Uh, if you can't produce like certain co colors of mana, you won't be able to cast some of your spells because they require. Is this, is this specifically about this tournament, or is this just how? So magic this works? is this is so this is how ma magic works. The drafting mechanic specifically. Uh, is the like randomized making a deck from a limited number of booster packs and stuff magic like on a meta level like on a game level operates th basically this exact same way generally you do it with constructed decks so like picking out your own cards building your yeah own like deck. you show up to the tournament with like your your special deck right 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 uh now, how, and did they do this every day so they the uh they did the drafting day one and that decided their placement for the actual constructed matches, which is the decks that like they've they've pre-built, they've submitted their deck list, right? Um, and their sideboards, which are you know things that you get to go into between matches to try and like uh, pick. They're like extra cards that you get to choose from to try and make your deck a little bit better against specific matchups, um, so or make your deck do something else. So they drafted and then they played like a mini tournament to decide to decide where position. they would place in the actual tournament. Exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, and that was uh, that was pretty cool. So um, there were a couple of players who ended up just absolutely dominating um, in the draft, um, the drafting rounds. Uh, let's see here. Uh, one of them was uh, Andre Strasky. Uh, he had showed up to Worlds in 2019. He is a like consistently top tier player, uh, really good uh, control player um, in in the game. Uh, and he ended up going three and zero. And the other three and zero was uh, which is wins and losses, right? Um, the other three and zero was Sam Pardee. Um, and then there were, you know, a bunch of other decks that you know, were constructed and did all right. But the thing that I think is mo most interesting about this is while these guys went three and zero and got really good placing for their um, for their next day um, rounds, uh, the person that ended up coming away and winning worlds actually got absolutely floored. In these this drafting round uh, went zero and three. His name was Yuta Takahashi, uh, and just got absolutely fucking smoked. It was incredible. And then day two comes around, uh, playing the constructed games, and Andre Strasky did uh, very well. I believe he was playing. Um, um, I believe he was playing blue red like infinite turns or something like that blue red combo uh so um he was doing really well and ended up um placing i think third overall 
Um, but Yuta Takahashi, uh, who was playing Blue Red Dragons, uh, ended up just absolutely oh, my dominating. Favorite. Which it, it, yeah, no, I love seeing dragons <laughs> anywhere. Um, playing them in a magic card game is really cool. Uh, so they did, um, they did, they ended up doing really well. Like I said, uh, Takahashi ended up winning up top. Uh, one of the things that is I that because he is a top because that is because he's a top famously, okay. famously a top, uh, other deck types that showed up were mono green, uh, which means, you know, one color, they were uh, playing green and it was a super aggressive deck. Um, and that was, uh, I think there were three or four people playing that. And uh, one of the things that I got the most joy out of is one of the color combinations that has really been like put on the back burner because of cards that have been released. And they're just um, there wasn't quite the pieces to put together the the right deck for this um, specific color combination. It's called Grixis. It's blue, um, blue, black and red. So blue is, like I said, your counter control and stuff. Black is um, your kill creatures, make your opponent discard things. It's black magic stuff. Um, You're withering away your opponent. You're killing their things. You're just being a fucking nuisance. And then red magic is (laughs) fire magic and goblins and blowing shit up and uh, doing damage and stuff. And so it's just a really powerful control combination that you can just be absolutely obnoxious. And so this color had its time to shine. It definitely didn't get anywhere remotely close to the top, I believe. But uh, I believe it's something along like 25% of the decks that ended up coming to this uh, coming to Worlds this year were Grixis, um, Grixis Epiphany decks, which is uh, um, a card that lets you take extra turns and uh, That's the dude from further beat. Right? Yeah, yeah. Grixis? Grixis? Grixis. Yeah. Yes, yes. So what did I say? Uh, you said Grixis, but I think it's actually Crixis. Oh, all right. Yes, very close. But anyway. <laughs> uh, well, who so, won this fucking thing? So, so Yuta Takahashi ended up coming uh, from being placed the bottom of the um, bottom of the brackets, ended up coming away uh, 10 and 0 in the tournament. Didn't lose a fucking game. Didn't lose a game, just absolutely floored people, uh, which is incredible. Uh, so congratulations, world champion Yuta Takahashi. I, and he won yeah. a mill? Uh, no, no. Uh, he ended up winning 70K was the first <laughs> He won a MILF. He won, so no, for sure won, was like, MILF, MILFs abound, absolutely. I don't know if Wouldn't Wizards is funny, handing those anywhere out. Anywhere in the Midwest like, but Michigan. Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if you win whatever the most searched for Pornhub thing was in the state that you played the tournament in? Like uh, if you won in, like if the tournament was in Florida, you I, won a boat. But if it was it, in Colorado, you won droopy balls. It would be pretty dope to win <laughs> Kevin James. Yeah. <laughs> I can't believe that Kevin James is the most searched for Pornhub topic from the state of Tennessee. Yeah, Incredible. it's almost as if they got together and said, "Hey, you know that Pornhub does this every year." Yeah, let's <laughs> let's all search for Kevin James once a day for a year. Let's make like Pornhub and fuck with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it was. I I remember watching watching Magic last year. I thought it was really. I mean, I just like the resort was cool. There was like fucking fire and shit. It was an incredible resort. Palm yeah. trees and everything. I can't imagine it was nearly as cool it, with like it, a bunch of guys, a bunch of guys in their basements. Yeah, it really, it really wasn't. I mean, the, the commentators did, did just fine. They were great. Um, but yeah, like the production value was definitely that. And I'm, you know, the, the reasons are obvious, but, but the production value was much higher in 2019. So I like, I had this like huge hyped expectation and like, hadn't really checked in or tuned into any like news leading up to it. I just knew that it was time. I saw some of the, like, you know, the, the banners and stuff and, 
Uh, and so whenever I tuned it, I was like, oh, all right. Like after I got over that initial disappointment, like the tournament was fine. It was, you know, really good magic. A lot of great games played. I don't feel like anybody like despite um, despite Yuta Takahashi going uh, 10 and 0, like his games were hard. Like he played well, like he definitely, definitely earned that. It wasn't just like he it wasn't like uh, in 2019 where there were a bunch of one type of deck to show up. And like that was the meta that was like you were playing that or you had answers specifically to that or you like that was that was what you did. Like that was that was it. Um, So there was a lot of variety and. in the the matchups this year, so he had some really really tough games and played them well. So cool. Yeah, it was good stuff. It was very good stuff. And that was your magic update. <laughs> then that that's your magic dump. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so true. So true. My magic dump comes between cup numbers two and three of coffee. <laughs> He calls it the morning, Joe. Oh. That's nicely done. Call the morning, Joe. I like that. I like it so much. It's going to be a show title. Probably won't win, but I'm going to put it down anyway. <laughs> tough, tough competition this week. Um, yeah, yeah you can see the list. It's tough to beat Horner for, Horny for Bowser. <laughs> this tough. Yeah. Well, swollen Bolshevik. So <laughs> you do you, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Morally reprehensible Timothy Chalamet is also a really. It's <laughs> a great band. Hey, morally reprehensible Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> oh, God. Am I old or Appalachian? Yes. Uh, we don't know. <laughs> we don't know. Uh. Did I tell you I finished Old Gods of Appalachia? Oh, Did no. You? Oh, Did boy. It, us, Did it pay off? Younger Gods. Okay. Mm, <laughs> you would be. What'd you say, Joe? Did it pay off? Oh, yeah. Big time. All right. Fine. Yeah, it's fucking rad, dude. <sighs> okay. It's really cool. All right. Twist like, I don't like it. Like, like, it's a bad show or something. I'm sitting here. Well, we, we listened to the first two episodes of it on the way to Pennsylvania. Our problem was we picked, there was like, uh, like one in the morning when we started one o'clock in the morning, we're listening to old gods and it was like, it's just too slow and you got to pay attention to it. That was a bad decision. I thought it was great. It definitely, it was lulling me to sleep, but it was, I it, mean, it definitely, it's made the kind my of decision. cosmic horror that I want to be lulled to sleep to every night. It made my decision to get a hotel room very easy. Yeah, yeah. So, in like the relative easy. Appalachian area. Yeah, we were. It was in a, great, but I only remember the first fifteen minutes or so. That's that checks out. You were out very quickly, <laughs> like a baby in a car seat. Because mm. mm. you were. Yep. Seth Rogen hasn't aged well. Really. I turned off. I turned off Jurassic Park. I'm back on. I'm on a 40 year old virgin now. It's a great flick. It is good. He's wearing a liquid swords shirt though, which is cool. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I've never noticed. Uh, he went from like pot dealer to philosophy professor in terms of like. Appearance, like like pure aesthetic. Did you oh, see what he wore to the? Uh, what he true. wore to the? Was it the Emmys? No. What he wore to um, the Emmys? Let me let me find it for you. It's a it's a hell. Of, I think it's a hell of a look. Not Seth Brogan. <laughs> Jesus. Is it the? Orange suit? Yeah, oh, yeah, the orange suit. Interesting. That's I not mean, a bad look. I am... It's not a bad look. It's not a bad look. And I was going to say, I'm certainly no person to 
judge any person for whatever they wear because my outfits are usually fucking outrageous. I never thought he was fit underneath that beard. I'm on the front porch of an Airbnb in Pennsylvania, Nick. Mm -hmm. Uh, Joe and I, we just got out of the hot tub. It was early, probably 745 in the morning. Uh, I think Joe and I were the first two up, couldn't really sleep. We got in a hot tub, had a cup of coffee, sitting on the front porch, a little wake and bake, if you will. Sure. Who comes around the corner but Rob, and he's wearing, I think he's wearing a, He's wearing a pair of joggers. Yeah. Are they joggers? Yeah. Were you yeah. wearing joggers? And then nothing else except for what I can only describe as um, it's a Persian carpet. Mm-hmm. It's a pashmina. It's a pashmina. Afghan? <laughs> yeah. And I'm Lovely. like, it's just, Brilliant. he was majestic. He was Father <laughs> John Misty. Um, <laughs> Circa 2020 colorized. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> something else. Just fucking was something else. It was be- I actually had to, I stopped and I'd look at me like, man, that's. Yeah, I mean, his fashion wig was out. It's fashion. He had his, sun- he had his sunglasses on. Of his, course. His- yeah. I mean, it was just, it was exactly. It was magnificent. It was. Just, it was- it was magnificent. Yes, it was. The sun was like behind him, and it, he was like in a halo. It was like a sun dog. It was, it was fucking something Which else. Which is also segue into one of the most magnificent Lonely Island lyrics, where he actually, with beat and tempo, and managed to rhyme, I've got a nautical-themed Pashmina Afghan. Which, mm-hmm. uh, um, that's on a boat. But neither here nor there. Just Could little, someone tell me the, the name the of the host of Family Feud? Steve Harvey. And I'm Steve just Harvey. Okay. <laughs> Glorious stuff. Did you see? We just saw Seth Rogen in his orange suit. Have you, did you see Steve Harvey just, in his green one? And I'm off. Why am I off this you're here. Shit? Nick, you're here. Why? You're still so here. so fucking Nick. stupid. This happens every fucking week. <laughs> This is my favorite thing Nick does. I love it. I love it. He can't hear us. I will talk into the ether. Ryan's we can hear him. making a joke about why. Did you see Steve Harvey as best, like Dr. Doom Loki variant outfit? Yes. Yeah, fantastic. I loved it. Another, another dude wait. who just killed it. He's talking about Steve Harvey. <laughs> so he can it. No, just his outfit. <laughs> Joe, what are you geeking on this week? I, God, that's a good question. It's almost as though you ask it every week, and I should have it's an almost answer. Almost as right. if we ask it every single week. No, uh, probably uh, if I had to pick something, which I do, which you do, it would be. Uh, I, I, uh, I've still been in the mood for anime, so I, uh, nice, uh, been watching some Trigun on Hulu. Nice. Hey, all of us, starting October twenty first. Um, Netflix will carry all 26 episodes of Cowboy Bebop. Uh, really? A show, a show I've yeah. never seen all the way through. It's fun. Well, it hasn't been out yet. The, well, no, not the live action, the anime. It is what oh. I would consider a space funk jazz opera. And it's right. great. And it's fucking incredible. I truly recommend it. Space jazz. Opera. Funk opera. Yeah. That works. Yes. You don't understand, but yes. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I was just doing snake jazz from Rick and Morty. (laughs) Yes. But. Uh, But yeah, Trigun. It's it's a it's a good show. Holds up. Used to watch it, you know, from like two in the morning till three in the morning at Grandma D's. Uh, during the winter break, so good show, really enjoy it. Uh, Nick, what are you geeking on this week? I am. It's a great question. Almost like you ask it each week. I <laughs> uh, liturgy. What blood energy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, blood energy. No title. All right, I'll go with it. Uh, yeah, powers the Eucharist. I'm, I'm, I'm yes, I'm following the Theranos trial vividly. 
that's that's what I'm doing. Nice. Uh, no, I'm not. I can give a fuck. I am mildly entertained by the ongoing legal feud between Jeff Bezos and uh, Doctor SpaceX or whatever the other <laughs> one is, uh, and they're like multi-billion dollar dick measuring uh, contest via the uh, judicial system. Those those two sycophantic turds. Uh, that's wildly entertaining. And, and if you read the legal briefs, it's actually funny because they're actually doing what I get. I assume obscenely rich people do, and that's just make their own fun where they file mm-hmm. legal mm-hmm. briefs that are very obviously taking just like comedic shots at the other one, like yes. actually putting dick jokes in legal documents. I think that's kind of fun. Amazing. But they're both assets, mostly Bezos. Yes. Do you see uh, the... But William Shatner finally... I am excited yeah. about my guy Shatner. Everyone so, knows, friend of mine, uh, that, that he's kind of bucket listing himself uh, to space. So good for him. I think that's excellent. What I also think is excellent is whenever they came back from space and landed and Shatner had his opportunity to speak to the press about his you know, long-awaited voyage into space. He just fucking cut him off and cut him short. Oh, it's great. <laughs> fucking stellar. Bezos cut him off? Yeah. Man. So good. Good stuff. It's so good. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. How about you, uh, Ryan? Um, my football season just ended yesterday with the, uh, the first... Betton Central victory in any uh, at any level in like five years. Um, so that was kind of a big deal. Um, yeah, bunch of, seventh eighth, bunch of seventh and eighth graders who just bought in completely to what we were trying to do and never complained and busted their asses. And uh, every week, I mean, we had over we ran like an air raid offense. We run a spread offense. We were in shotgun. We were under center, power eye, T formation. We had like a hundred different plays, a different defensive installation every week, depending on who we were playing. Um, they just rose up. They just kicked. So there were some truly kick-ass kids. Uh, and I actually am uh, as much as youth sports kids can get on your nerves, Nick, as you know. Mm-hmm. Um, when the season's over, you, you like, you miss them. I mean, I spent every day with them since, uh, beginning of August and it's like, well, hell, I don't, I don't have that anymore. So it, it's, I'm geeking on that. I'm geeking on my guys being pretty cool. Nice. So, uh, really honestly very lately as in like just five minutes ago i was on twitter looking at robert evans tweets and he's going on a tangent about the fact that the the new superman is bisexual oh yeah way to way to be trite he's killing it he just tweeted superman's a top but he has to let batman top because otherwise he'd literally split him in half so then they both orgasm at the same time, but Superman's ass clenches so tight that it absolutely crushes Batman's penis like a gogurt tube full of blood. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh, uh, that's they way, make too, Batman way too much Batman fuck. They should make Batman and Superman fuck. I don't even care if it makes sense in the story. I'm just here to watch nerds get mad. <laughs> I want a 12 issue miniseries where Batman and Superman fuck and announce their support for the Star Wars special edition. <laughs> Spider Man watches from the bushes, masturbating, and whenever he comes, he shoots. The Hobbit movies were perfectly fine. <laughs> the series should end with Darth Vader canically announcing he pronounces GIF, whichever way will piss off the most people. <laughs> That is a brilliant piece of writing. Oh, that is fucking great. That's just, that's beautiful. I wish Art Decider was still on Twitter because art. The Babylon Bee, which we all know is satire. (laughs) 
posted that Amazon's new Lord of the Rings series to include bisexual transgender elf in a wheelchair. <laughs> and everyone who doesn't know that the Babylon Bee is satire is losing their fucking mind. Incredible. Par for the course. God damn it. Wow. Wow. Good Rob, stuff. Rob, what about you, man? What are you geeking on? Oh, great question. It's like you ask it every week. Um, I have been painting miniatures. Ah, uh, yeah, that's one thing that I've been wow, doing. I've wow. been doing, yeah, I've been doing a lot of miniature painting. <laughs> uh, I also not started... not because of miniature painting, <laughs> but because of the dramatic pause before miniature oh. painting. Yeah. Well, I thought you were I've going been doing a lot else. of miniature painting. Miniature painting. I'm painting tiny things. Um, and I also started playing uh, Shadows of War, which is the sequel to that Shadows of Mordor game that came out a long time ago. Yeah. And it's not bad. Uh, it's definitely like you have to accept really early on that they are taking some really real liberties with Tolkien's work. But like once you get past that, the story's fine, the game's fun. Uh it's like it, it's the second game, but certainly scaled up, which I mean I feel like was was a good thing. Uh there's still the um the um the rival mechanic system, so you're like being hunted down by orcs, and there are some that'll like have these ongoing stories where they're trying to like hunt you down or get revenge from the last time that you beat them or something. Um, and you also get to um, build up an army of your own and kind of um, uh, add like all sorts of really interesting characters to, the, to your own forces. You have trolls, orcs, uh, weird like Drake worm things. Um, and Is this the one shit. where you, you can like become a wraith? So this is the one. Is so yeah, one? this this is the sequel to that one. You're you you are some like um, ranger from the Black Gate who yeah. got killed and bound with some wraith, and you end up going on a quest into Mordor to try and just make Sauron's life as miserable as possible. Um, this one. They start off really early on. So the wraith that you're bound to is Celebrimbor, who was the smith of the rings of power. Mm -hmm. And uh, so in this game, early on, part of the story is that Celebrimbor decides that the best way to try and make a menace of or like be a menace to Sauron is to make another ring of power, which I feel like is a stretch. But like, once you get past that, like, the game's fine. It's fun. Uh, the second ring of power becomes like a a pretty interesting story beat early on. Um, but I, it just feels like weird. that specific aspect. Yeah, it feels weird. Like, hmm. Like, cause this yeah, the, the, the whole like story, that. the whole story takes place like probably around the time of the Hobbit or so, like somewhere in that, like between the Hobbit and um and uh, um Lord of the Rings. Hello, so yeah, yeah. So like, I don't know. The timing feels weird with that specific like MacGuffin in the story, but fuck it, like. I don't, the weird thing with Lord of the Rings games is because you can't. No one wants to just play. Um, the Lord of the Rings. Yeah, because we've like we've done that a couple of times already as it is. And additionally, like everybody's read it. There are a number of different kinds of renditions that you can, you know, in imbibe it through in media form. So I can't remember what it was called, but there was one it was my favorite one that I had played where the storyline was that um Maybe it was Galadriel. I don't know. There was another, um, not not believing that Elrond and Gandalf's fellowship could do the job. 
another entity had created another fellowship to like as like a backup plan, and you played as that fellowship. Oh, um, so and you and you like you like traced their paths. So like you were like you were also in Moria, but you didn't fight the Balrog, but you watched it happen. Uh, which one was that one? That wasn't. The one that I'm thinking of was, I think, Army of the North or War of the North or something like that, which I don't was think was that one. Lord of the Rings, the Third Age. Might that be. sounds right. The, yeah. The War of the North one was literally was the story of the battles that went on up at the Lonely I, Mountain with. I think, yeah, I think that game is fucking rad. Like, I'd love to see yeah. more stories, like explore things like that, like subsequent things that were happening and like pushing like expanding out in places that you don't necessarily like either see as much jeff bezos and elon musk are the two wizards that went into the east and were never heard in these stories again. god what a fucking doomed world and that's why that would be right in line with tolkien's actual actual philosophy yeah that's what i'm saying that's my head canon anyway Anyway, (laughs) if you enjoyed this weird episode but fruitful and engaging. Uh, you can uh, help us out the most by going to where you listen to it, giving us a five-star review, and then um, in the comments, in the actual review, um, tell us how big you think Black Mario's cock is. Oh, boy. <laughs> it's big. Uh, hey, if you wanna, Mario, get out here! <laughs> if you want to tell us other things... Uh, you can do so on the social media. So all you have to do is search GeekCast Live. And you can also go to our website, VinylPress.com. I made that website. You did make it. That's really nice. Good for you. Thank you. Thank you, Conley. If, uh, if you like what we do, let's do more of it better. Uh, you could <laughs> you could pay us to do it by going to Patreon.com slash GeekCast Live and uh, subscribing to one of our tiers. Um, or you could uh, head over to gcl.threadless.com and uh, pick, your, pick yourself up a shirt or a shower curtain or a piece of wall art. It's gcl.threadless.com. gcl.threadless.com. Can you get wall art? Yeah. So I could just get like a big stretch jerk jog? Yeah. Cool. Wait, did you say we can get a walleye? That's what mm-hmm. I heard. Yeah. That'd be cool uh, if you could just get a walleye. Like, like, no, I want just it's like a, a no, it's not a, I bass. Want like a fresh I want like a fresh frozen walleye wait, delivered. Just wait, one walleye. Wait. Uh-huh. Time for the GeekCast live meal service. <laughs> it's, and it's it's just walleye, walleye. mailer. Yeah, yep. it's called. Uh, uh, you can sign up at walleyebymail dot com slash geekcast live <laughs> slash geekcast live. One if by off. air, two if by sea, three if by air. Walleye by mail, <laughs> where you get the finest fresh frozen walleye. Walleye, yeah, and it's the whole fish. You have to clean it yourself. Yeah. It's- Straight out the lake water. It's, it's like something Chris Dalby would send you as a goof. I'm surprised I don't have some fresh frozen walleye. Sent to you by Chris Dalby? Yeah, for going, for going to Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, he asked for my address. But because it's Dalby and he thinks it's funny, it's some sort of like, uh, it's some sort of invasive native walleye to whatever fucking third world country he's in now and like, Right, the bladder. Amsterdam? If you eat the bladder, it'll kill you. If you don't clean, it, if you don't clean this walleye right, you're you're gonna asphyxiate and die. He actually expects us just to throw the walleye away, but it completely destroys the ecosystem in northwestern Indiana. Like, yeah. crops don't grow anymore. <laughs> and he and he says you should have invited me to Pennsylvania. Like Jesus, Chris. Harsh. That's <laughs> fair. But now I can't yes. have corn anymore. But the my bad. Send their regards. But fair. The Dolby send their regards. 
Okay, thanks for listening. Bye. Call your grandparents. Hey, everybody. As always, we want to give a special shout out and extra thanks to all of our Patreon supporters, backers, friends, family, the people that prop up this monster. Uh, You know who you are, but we want to give you a shout out anyway. Our boy, Sam Ulstercaster, uh, Popcap Williams, Danger Johnson, Dave the Fish, my man Fans, my man Rondo, Brandon Rust, Kelly Shuttlewood, uh, the Poly Nerds, Lada Bartova, Mungo Jerry, the K-Man, Jesse G. Letourneau, all of our friends, Dave Chappelle, not that Dave Chappelle, 1P, 1L, uh, Blaster Man Rodriguez, Three Finger Emily, um, who else we got? Somebody said, oh, yeah, old Blimpy, Clamperman, coming in hot, hot route. Thanks to all you guys and more. We appreciate it. Uh, we couldn't do this uh, C-graded product without you. Thanks so much. Grab Peppy G. Snarkle Flap. And the Hoosie.